What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another episode of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend and that your week is off to a great start on this Tuesday. Shout out, of course, to everyone who hangs out with us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Big shout out to everyone who's listening to us right now. Yes, that is your personal shout out thank you for your support of the faction and our podcast if you are not subscribed just click the subscribe button uh, at your preferred podcast platform and you can subscribe and check out everything we're bringing to you and also be the first to get notifications when we drop new content all right Shout out to our big listeners from last week. Top three cities included at number three, West Palm Beach, Florida. Number two, the Bronx, New York. And this may be another first. At number one this week, it's Moscow in the Russian Federation. Now, I'm not sure how it is and why it is that the good folks in Russia are loving us, but thank you. Absolutely. Top three countries for the week. At number three, it's the UK. Number two, it's the Russian Federation. And number one, of course, the good old USA. All right, we've got a lot of action and news to get to. Let's start with SmackDown. SmackDown last week uh, proved to be very, very interesting as it is the second to last SmackDown uh, before SummerSlam and some more interesting building took place. We got to see more from and about Retribution. We saw a very interesting segments surrounding Alexa Bliss, The Fiend, and what seems to be the monstrous Braun Strowman. Very interesting stuff. At the end of the day, SmackDown continued to grow its ratings. They pulled an average of 1.979 million viewers, which is slightly up from the week before at 1.962 million viewers. They've been on a consistent uptake since the July 31st episode. So three consecutive weeks of growing ratings. They were number eight. On Friday for the night amongst the network in viewership, which is also a pretty cool situation. And what's even more interesting is hour two increased from hour one. So hour one saw 1.932 million viewers and hour two went up to 2.025 million viewers. Now that's important because it says the second hour programming drew more viewers and garnered more interest than the first hour, which is kind of exciting to see. People started tuning in more, so that's a good thing for SmackDown. We still want to see SmackDown cross that 2 million viewers mark, which perhaps could happen this Friday as another big announcement has come out regarding WWE and WWE programming. So in case you have not known, a lot of what you have seen in the pandemic era has been a direct result of course of COVID obviously but what you're also seeing is taped material there was one point where they were trying to go live and that didn't really go as planned in terms of just the excitement etc etc and to keep people safe from the growing spread of COVID in WWE they began 
taping a lot of their content, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. So we're at one point, all three shows were live. Now, none of the shows have been live. Well, some things are a-changing. As was announced on SmackDown this past Friday, WWE is taping their last set of shows for the Performance Center. And Monday Night Raw last night was the last show they'll have in the Performance Center for a while as they are introducing a new concept called WWE Thunderdome. So here's what the WWE Thunderdome is going to look like. First of all, it is moving from the WWE Performance Center to the Amway Arena or the Amway Center there in Orlando, Florida. Now, that is the home or was the home certainly for the Orlando Magic. It has also hosted WWE many, many times before. Uh, Certainly when WWE's WrestleMania is there in Orlando, the Amway Center serves as the home for a Raw or a SmackDown or the Hall of Fame inductions as well. So now WWE returns to an arena for the first time since March of 2020. Now, does that mean that fans will be able to be present? Well, yes and no. So they will not have fans in the building. However, this Thunderdome situation is going to be a state-of-the-art set filled with video boards, pyrotechnics, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, drone cameras, and it's going to take the WWE fan viewing experience to a brand new level. It is going to allow the opportunity for there to be live fan interaction. And so you can actually sign up for that if you'd like to be part of that at wwethunderdome.com or on WWE's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Yes, you, you've always wanted to be on Raw, you've always wanted to be on SmackDown. Now's your opportunity by going to sign up to wwethunderdome.com and you can have your face and your likeness and your reactions live on SmackDown or Raw. This residency is going to begin this Friday for SmackDown, which will lead into SummerSlam weekend, SummerSlam being this Sunday. Of course, you've got NXT TakeOver, which happens Saturday night, and that's going to take place, just in case you did not know, at Full Sail Live, but this same Thunderdome concept will continue. So, of course, WWE has been missing fans, and uh, for the first set of pandemic uh, broadcasts, which included WrestleMania, there were no fans present, and then around June, July or so, we started to see uh, NXT superstars or folks who were in the performance center serve as audience members and there was some questions about whether or not that was a good or a bad thing in terms of the types of reactions we were getting but here's the bottom line now you as the fans get to interact in a virtual type of way which I think is going to be cool so here's what we know we know that the schedule for August for WWE looks like this Smackdown at the Amway Center on Friday Saturday we've got NXT TakeOver 30 from Full Sail Live you've got uh, SummerSlam on Sunday Raw on Monday, NXT Full Sail Live happens on Wednesday, and then of course this is the schedule, Friday, SmackDown again, and then Sunday, August the 30th will be a second consecutive pay-per-view for WWE, it's called 
payback. So Amway Center residency for WWE is going to continue for the foreseeable future. What we know is they have a contract signed with the Amway Center through October. And then after October, obviously, we'll see what happened. If the world kind of reopens and allows fans to return, perhaps WWE will look at some opportunity for fans to be live in attendance. But for the foreseeable future, they will be at the Amway Center. Now, you could make the argument that this has been impacted heavily by AEW. So for those who are wondering where we come to that assertion, look at it this way. AEW's first set of pandemic tapings happened at an undisclosed location which was here in the Atlanta area but after that they made their return to Daily Place and they were able to do that because of the connections that Tony Khan has in owning the Jacksonville Jaguars and being connected there to uh, Daily Place. What it did ultimately was made AEW from an aesthetic perspective look bigger than WWE because it wasn't enclosed in the performance center. AEW absolutely looked like the larger brand and they were the first to have members of their roster serve as fans. And then as we saw last week, they actually had some fans in attendance. AEW absolutely influenced WWE. If you remember WWE, when they were first shooting during this pandemic era, they had the hard camera on the empty seats. Well, after AEW did what they did, they were Moved the seat and they flipped the camera, the hard camera, to the stage setting, which made a whole lot of sense. So, shout out to AEW for their continued influence on WWE. Now, I want to ask you this question Was WWE late with this Thunderdome concept, or has this come right on time? Now, here's why I ask that. Because if you've been paying attention to sports, you've seen that sports like Major League Baseball and uh, Major League Soccer and also sports like the NBA and the like uh, have not had an audience, but they did work on things like CGI, cardboard cutouts. They have noise in there that makes it feel like an audience is present. All of these things are happening to really allow the players to be able to play at an optimal level, something that they would be accustomed to and make it feel like what it was like pre-pandemic. So has WWE been late with this? Sure, they tried the whole, you know, pump in the crowd noise during the alleged greatest match ever, which I hate to call it that. We saw them, of course, bringing superstars in to pose as fans, but are they late with this concept? We don't know. Now, I want to get your thoughts on it, though. Should WWE have come up with a solution faster than they have? Now, we won't know what the Thunderdome looks like until this Friday. And I think once we look at it, then it'll be a much different story. But I have to say, I love the concept of WWE returning to live programming across all three brands. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT will all go live. NXT returns to full sale. And quite frankly, I think with the technology that full sale has had historically, they'll be able to pull that off well. I can't wait to see what this looks like inside the Amway Center just in time for SummerSlam. But you tell me, do you like the concept of WWE Thunderdome or is it something that you're going to need to see? And will you sign up to be a part of WWE Thunderdome at WWEThunderdome.com? Want to get your thoughts on that right now? Hit us up by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter 
at the faction show. Let us know what you think, because I think it's uh, going to be great discussion. That's for sure. Also, let us know what topics you'd like for us to cover on future episodes of the faction, as we've got a big one coming up this week. So be on the lookout for it. It should be absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Hope you're having an amazing Tuesday. Tomorrow, we'll be back to talk about this week's episode of Monday Night Raw and other big wrestling news that's popping up. So be on the lookout for that. Until then, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing from a good brother's Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my people here,